isn't every day that we have a brand new music venue open up, especially one like Sounds Truck Northwest, a brand new mobile stage complete with concerts, begins its inaugural season on Sunday, June 18th at Cathedral Park. Other offerings in their summer series include concerts at the Japanese Garden, Mount Tabor, and Lewis and Clark College. There are many other concerts already scheduled for the summer. With me today is Amelia Lucas, who is also a foodist and is involved in curating the summer series as well as working comms for them. So let's welcome her and a big Portland welcome to our newest and most unique venue, Sounds Truck Northwest. Amelia, welcome to the Artichoke Cafe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I got this, uh, uh, this uh, media release from somebody. I think it was you. Is that right? <laughs> yes, it would have been me. <laughs> I do a lot of media releases. <laughs> um, and this is a, this, it's called the music truck? Sounds truck. Sounds Northwest. truck. I knew yes. I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> okay. I've, been, I've been getting it wrong for a couple of weeks now. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sounds truck. Yes. What is it? Sounds truck Northwest is the Pacific Northwest's premier mobile venue. It is uh -huh. brand new and state of the art. And I think it's really going to change the entire cultural landscape here in Portland and beyond. How's it going to do that? Well, it's going to make so many more concerts possible. Uh -huh. um, this venue is set up to situate in any drivable location. It runs on its own solar power, really? and it has just completely beautiful custom uh, audio engineering and uh, lighting grid, uh, LED screens, a pull-out stage, a fold-out uh, sun awning for the musicians, and... The stage itself seats up to eight musicians uh -huh. uh, comfortably, and it contains... How about a, uncomfortably? <laughs> uncomfortably, you can cram them in there. There's, <laughs> lots of, there's lots of venues like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're really, really excited about the possibilities mm -hmm. of uh, bringing music not only to beautiful destination locations around the state, around mm -hmm. the Northwest... But also into communities, into institutions, schools, mm -hmm. neighborhoods, and yeah, just building community around mm -hmm. music. So it doesn't require outside power? It does not. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And so um, how long have you been working on this project? Let's see. I began work uh, at the beginning of 2022. Mm -hmm. and. This the, the vision and the direction for this organization, which is in fact a 501c3 nonprofit, uh -huh. uh, was really uh, it was it was all done by Yoko Greeny and mm -hmm. her husband John Greeny, both of mm -hmm. whom are incredibly Come on, well. Come John and Yoko. Exactly. Oh, Easy to remember. Uh, incredibly well respected. Is musicians. there anybody who has not made that joke to them? Oh, no, gosh, no, there's I, no, no one on earth. I love that joke. I, I can't <laughs> I can't not emphasize it every time I bring them up <laughs> to people. So are they musicians? They are. Mm -hmm. They're tremendously talented musicians. And really, 
visionary people. You know, they've been kind of at the epicenter of the uh, classical music world here in Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, John is the principal timpanist for the Oregon Symphony. Uh-huh. Uh, Yoko teaches piano at Lewis and Clark and wow. does a ton of freelance performing around town. She's just a dynamo when it comes to technique uh-huh. and emotion. And yeah, during the pandemic, I think they were really struck not only for themselves at, at what it meant to be unable to attend performances, mm-hmm. but really what it meant for communities and the ways in which it had a negative impact on the health and well-being and vibrancy of communities when mm-hmm. you take away this opportunity for people to gather together around music. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to create a uh, safe environment where social distancing was possible and outside performances could be enjoyed by mm-hmm. lots of people mm-hmm. and the musicians as well. Mm-hmm. And so they had a vision for this venue. and. You know, it, it does a couple things because it, it certainly serves that purpose of, of facilitating outdoor concerts. But frankly, it also fills another need here in Oregon, which is just the need for more venues and yeah. more good spaces mm-hmm. f- to to present really excellent music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really interesting because generally uh, it's not the musicians who provide the venue. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so they're gonna they're they're essentially you know, Sounds Truck Northwest is is kind of two things. It's it's the stage itself, which is essentially a truck and trailer combination. Mm-hmm. So the stage is the trailer. Um, and Sounds Truck Northwest is also the nonprofit entity mm-hmm. that is programming this venue. And mm-hmm. Within the scope of that programming are two main branches. Mm -hmm. One is what we're calling community concerts, and those are being presented in partnership with other organizations Mm -hmm. um, to bring family-oriented programming directly into schools. So partnering with organizations like Chamber Music Northwest, Mm -hmm. the Oregon Symphony, Montevilla Jazz, Music Mm -hmm. Portland, um, to to have these great programs and and get them out into the community. Mm -hmm. And then the other branch of programming uh, is the summer series, which is essentially kind of Yoko's playground to just present the the Mm -hmm. best small ensemble chamber music that there is. Uh And, And chamber music across genres. So this isn't specific to uh, her wheelhouse, which is classical music, but she's really interested in embracing all kinds of different music that that communities resonate with. So, mm-hmm. for example, the programming this summer will constitute um, indie alt rock singer songwriters and mm-hmm. jazz and uh, some really cool electronic violin and classical and new mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. And going forward, we're really looking for all kinds of world influences to mm-hmm. pepper in and really break down boundaries around mm-hmm. what is good music, what is excellent music. You have, you, you have a hand in curating the summer program, right? I do, yes. What did you do? What was, what was the idea? Well, 
So I, my history is pretty varied. And back when I lived in New York before moving to Portland, mm -hmm. I founded and directed a multimedia chamber music series there uh -huh. that was very successful. And I, I love doing that. And so yeah. as I was supporting Yoko and John in the sort of generative aspects of building out the business, mm -hmm. creating the branding, creating the communications, and um, ultimately stepping more into the role of the public relations representative, mm -hmm. it became clear that Yoko and I were, we were both just bringing tons of ideas to the table mm -hmm. around this summer series. And I think she was really interested in partnering with me because I had that great experience from the past mm -hmm. of programming artists and putting together different kinds of concerts that, that are well-rounded and balanced and cohesive, mm -hmm. um, and also thematic. You know, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in presenting music that that leaves audiences with with a specific feeling a specific kind of way of tapping into abstract thinking around mm -hmm. some of these big issues but also mm -hmm. just generally generates really great vibes and mm -hmm. good feelings so mm -hmm. so yeah so um I was I was naturally doing some of that work of suggesting artists and and making you know coming up with ideas ways to build things out and yeah Yoko just invited me to co-curate the series wow. which has been a real honor. So is there is there a concert during the summer that literally has your stamp on it? <laughs> you know every single one really has been really? a, a mm -hmm. joint effort but um one of the ones that we're most excited about uh, is one that Yoko and I are both performing on ah, together. Okay. And this is the Japanese-French Connection concert happening at the Japanese Gardens. Wow. And this one is going to be, be a very special event. It is catered by Bamboo Sushi uh -huh. and St. Honoré Bakery wow. and lots of great partners, uh, Tori mm -hmm. Moore Wines, Sapporo mm -hmm. Beer. And um, the... It's it's very um, it's going to be a very heritage based kind of a show in uh -huh. which we're drawing connections deeply into um, cultural overlap and kind of highlighting the ways in which these these two um, uh, these two nations just mm -hmm. really connect around music and aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where does where does the truck go? <laughs> where does it go? What do you mean? For that show. Um, where, where does the stage go? Yeah. It'll be right there in the main courtyard up oh, in the okay. gardens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yep. And that one is likely to sell out. So it's the only um, concert on the summer series that is a ticketed event because it's in a private garden. Um, but all three other events are free. They're open to the public. And the first one is coming right up. That is on Sunday, June 18th at Cathedral Park at 4 mm -hmm. p.m. And this is going to be a really cool show. So any of these events in the public parks, you know, very family friendly, bring well-behaved pets, bring a, a picnic <laughs> blanket and dinner, you know, whatever you like. Um, so for that show, it's a celebrating nostalgia in Oprah. What is it? What nostalgia are we talking about? There's all kinds of nostalgia. Exactly. Well, 
So this concert features uh, jazz keyboardist uh, Charlie Brown III. Oh, nice. Playing with Low Steel. Wow. And they're going to open for Faith and Majesty. Uh-huh. Now, this duo, oh my goodness, I, I just get goosebumps when I talk about them. They are uh, a pair of sisters. Uh-huh. And in addition to being incredible uh indie alt-rock songwriters mm-hmm. um they are also nurses and they have wow. full careers Jeez. in the health industry wow. and this for us is so it's so beautifully aligned with the mission mm-hmm. of sounds truck northwest mm-hmm. which is to really um support the health vibrancy and wellness of communities through music mm-hmm. and these women in addition to creating really energetic, catchy, great kind of female forward tunes, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they bring this level of um, beauty and vulnerability into mm-hmm. their work that is a direct reflection of dealing with such a wide cross-section of humanity mm-hmm. at some of their most mm-hmm. vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. You know, as nurses, they're they're really interfacing with so many different people and having to help people through some really hard times. I, I'm well aware I had a girlfriend who was an ER nurse. There you go. There I go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just everything that they're processing and that they're processing through their music, mm-hmm. um, I think it really imbues the songs with you know an added level of depth and connectivity sure. that we can all really tap into sure sure awesome awesome but uh charlie brown charlie mm-hmm. brown oh mm-hmm. boy just a, mm-hmm. just a, just a duo with him and low steel yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. faith and majesty are gonna also have drums and bass and uh-huh. they play guitars uh, ukuleles and yeah. um, everybody plays those yeah, these just days. Just incredible, you can't get incredible away from ukuleles. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just uh, had the pleasure of doing some performances out in Hawaii, and really, my partner is a luthier, and ah. uh, he's up at so Eastside the... Guitar Repair, and so we took all the ukulele tours. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Great time. That's great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is artichoke music. Yes. This is also, you, if it had a you long planned. time, with Ukulele Central yep. Yep. with Steve and Kate when, mm-hmm. they, when, they, were, when they had mm-hmm. the place. Um, okay, um, so uh, uh, are, you, have you, are you rehearsing right, right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. You rehearsed I, today? I did this morning. Actually, How did it, go? it was it was great. We uh, Stephen Kaner, the percussionist, who's going to be playing on July fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I worked on some takamitsu for alto flute and marimba, and uh, mm-hmm. we have this incredible shinohara piece that we're we're playing. It's just, I love living in that sound world of Japanese mm-hmm. music and mm-hmm. um, inspired by shakuhachi and mm-hmm. you know the breath and. Mm-hmm monks and meditation and oh yeah it's delicious i was just listening the other day to the soundtrack from mishima oh, philip really? glass soundtrack nice. from mishima yeah which is a strange combination of beauty and paul schrader who mm. wrote <laughs> who wrote and directed it wow and you know mishima wasn't like a great guy to start with mm. you know and then he killed himself mm-hmm. of course so that's a pretty amazing piece yeah. yeah you ever see the movie no oh, i'm gonna have to check that you out should check that yeah. out I'm making mental notes. <laughs> well, you know, Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver and all mm-hmm. those insane movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so um, has the flute always been your, your instrument? 
Oh, definitely. I was yeah. always really drawn to it. And that was your first instrument? Yes. Mm. Yes. Even before a recorder, I somehow coerced my parents to find a flute teacher willing to work with a six-year-old. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that the recorder is supposed to go first. It, it, in really? a lot of cases, yes, they huh. recommend that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Was it heavy? You know, it that was. was a, little, a little heavy but, for you at that um, age? They found me an instrument with a curved head joint that brought hmm. it closer into the body and changed uh -huh. the, the balance of the uh -huh. instrument. Um, but, yeah, I... I just really wanted to play, and I, I was able to create a sound pretty immediately on my teacher's instrument, so they they couldn't argue with my <laughs> desires. I made it very clear. <laughs> yeah. And when was your first public performance? Oh, gosh. I'm sure it was that year in little Same? recitals and things. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I was... Um, I grew up in the Boston area, which is a uh -huh. wonderful place for musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, there's such a great uh, network of youth orchestras and mm -hmm. programs, just mm -hmm. like there are here. Yeah. And yeah, I, I got to do so many incredible things, you know, touring Europe and things like that in high school. And uh, what was it like to have applause? Oh, my goodness. It, gratifying, uh, mm -hmm. you know, reassuring. I guess it didn't. It didn't. It it, it didn't like. Uh, you, you didn't have to have it, or did you have to have it? I have to you have know, it. I'm sorry, but it's <laughs> okay. I uh, I'm not sure that it's it's that that is the driving force for me. But certainly, mm -hmm. when I was young, having the approval of my. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the adults in my life particularly my grandparents were a big influence and uh, especially culturally they yeah, were the ones who really exposed yeah. me to the ballet and musical theater uh -huh, and uh -huh. it's where i first saw the flute and wanted to play and um didn't you have any musical rebellion like most teenagers did i maybe you didn't i did you're lucky you know <laughs> the the thing that happened to me as a teenager i was i was always incredibly talented very quick study when mm -hmm. i was when i was very young so mm -hmm. great sound early on great technical ability and so i was winning lots of competitions um very early age but but then when i hit my teens like mm -hmm. 12 13 14 you know suddenly the self-consciousness kicks oh, yeah. in right and yeah. so for the first time i was really getting some pretty pretty intense performance anxiety really? and yep auditions and things um became a lot more difficult for me wow. and so it was it, it was a little bit of a tough path i wish i had done a bit more improvising and finding my own musical voice oh, when yeah. i was young but yeah. i was very much in that sort of classical the traditional classical box you yes. know this is how you yes. play mozart this right. is how you play bach and right. You don't want to veer off from that. Whereas right. now, I or think, what would happen? I know what would happen if you veered well, off from that. Well, and that's just it. You know, I think uh, we're so lucky today with the internet. You know, we're we're basically living in a in a post genre world. Right. I yes. feel. You know, yes. um, you can have access to anything and everything at your fingertips, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the the sort of cross-cultural influences that come into play mm -hmm. you know anything goes now i mean uh, right. you know the chaos theory right, right. I mean, it's true it's really true i yeah. found it i found a tune for my for my my radio show 
of Little Richard singing I Feel Pretty. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to hear that. It was perfect. Yeah. It was yeah. so perfect. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I can totally hear it. Yeah. So, uh, but you got over that. That um, no, I still struggle. Really, with performance anxiety, absolutely. Wow. And you know, the the ways that I'm able to transcend that are uh-huh. just um, through some, you know, pretty deep personal work and finding my own sort of uh-huh. uh, connection greater than myself mm-hmm. to the music, to the world around me feeling as though I I do really have an individual voice and that there's not a specific prescribed way to play anything, including Mozart and yes. Bach, but I, I can bring my own interpretation and, and that interpretation is valid. Um, sure. But I, I do struggle with it. And, uh, you know, there, there are various things that are helpful, including meditation and... Um, you know, I'm I'm not opposed to taking a beta blocker, whether it's, uh, a, you know, uh, a really high stakes performance or uh, whether it's a moment of public speaking, wow. which can they, be they a challenge me, for me as well. They make me stupid. <laughs> do they? Yes, they well, do. you know, it's it's something you have to uh, yeah. mediate just like anything else yeah. and, and know kind of what you're doing with that in terms of what works for you. Uh I certainly don't take them all the time for every performance, but you know, I, I think it's important to share that I'm, I'm not opposed to them, that I, Mm -hmm. that I am very open to Mm -hmm. taking them if it's something that's Mm -hmm. going to help me and serve me because Mm -hmm. there was a time when I was thinking about trying them and no one was talking about them. And I, I kind of wish Mm. I, Mm-hmm. I had tried mm-hmm. them a bit earlier because yeah. it may have may have helped in some ways. Good. Um, but but yeah, I I'm very lucky to enjoy a very rich and varied performance career. And of course, the more I perform, the more comfortable I am. Yes. You know, and I I don't I don't have um, much of a problem these days. Frankly, the the best way for me to mitigate any anxiety is just being very well prepared for. Uh, concerts and performances. Um, yeah. 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 But there was an interesting time after um, when things began to reopen after the pandemic mm-hmm. um, because, again, being sort of out of practice of being on stage. Yeah. And so the nerves did come back pretty wow. hard then, but wow. but now huh. not so much. Well, so. that's good. Yeah. Have you been practicing on the truck itself? <laughs> you know, I did have the great honor of. I think maybe being um, one of the first musicians to get up there and play, we did a little photo shoot and test run in the mm-hmm. Japanese gardens. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So those are the photos that you have. We're from uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how, did, how was it? It was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the sound and the sight lines on this thing are just second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, it really sounds excellent. Well, who designed this? So um, John and Yoko, along with Tiny Heirloom, is the name of the uh, the builder that did the design collaboration, mm-hmm. and everything was custom done. Wow. Um, all the audio engineering is done by Tone Proper, um, and mm-hmm. all the equipment provided by them, and again, outstanding work. So... Yeah, I wasn't very involved in that aspect of things, mm-hmm. um, the technical side, but every conversation that I took part in um, 
was was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was basically the, the specifications of John and Yoko. Yes. I can't, I can't, every time I say that, I, I, what am I saying? <laughs> I have to say Yoko and John a lot of Yoko the time. Yoko and John, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, and this yeah. is a female forward project. You know, okay. uh, John, John has been incredibly supportive and is a co-founder and co-director. But, you know, Yoko, in a lot of ways, was the one who pushed for this. And she's yeah. really leading the charge when it comes to yeah. the staff work um, yeah. in terms of managing staff uh-huh. and uh-huh. Um, producing the events. But... Yeah, John is really, he's, he's been so invaluable, in, especially yeah. in the build and, yeah. and working with the audio engineers. He, um, he was definitely running sound on all of these uh-huh. first initial events. Wow. So, huh. yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty amazing uh, how, many, how many women are leading arts organizations now, music. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, all, all the way from, from Suzanne Nance yes. to, um, uh, what's her name, um, Sarah Tiedemann mm-hmm. at Third Angle. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've, I've had them all on, on the podcast, yeah. of course, but, um, uh, but it's just it's just a special time. It is, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the new executive director of Portland Jazz cons, cons, uh, um, uh, uh, Composers Ensemble. Yes. Who has two names, one on the radio and one not on the radio. Oh, really? I, yes. didn't, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> I know their prior executive director well, but I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet. Oh, she's so. good. Yeah. They're all good. That's you great. Know, uh, and anyway, it's a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Really nice. Well, new executive director of uh, Portland Baroque Orchestra, really? Howard Butler. Wow. Yeah. And um, and of course, the, the, the former director of um, Portland Opera, well, not Portland Opera, but... Um, uh, oh, geez, I can't remember it. All right. Well, there's Opera Theater Oregon, Lisa yeah. Lipton. There's one. She's doing incredible work. And there's, there's uh, executive director of Fierno Music, Monica Ahucci. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Brown, her name, last name was Brown. Uh, and she hmm. was in the in, in director of uh, uh, Portland Opera Theater, I believe. Okay. At one time. Okay. Sister of Rachel Taylor Brown, the great singer. Mm. You ever heard of her? You know, I think... Uh, She'd be perfect for the... Well, she doesn't like to be outside. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> She's, yeah. She gets lumped into uh, singer-songwriters, but she basically she does art songs. Mm, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. Mm, nice. Anyway, um, so look, congratulations on this. This sounds terrific. Thank you. You know, I hope uh, I hope I can get out to see some, some of it this summer. Uh, you know, and... Um, this one at, at Mount Tabor. Yes. Mount Immigration. What is that? So if you're familiar with Joe Kai, the incredible violinist, mm-hmm. storyteller, looper, singer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he is just um, such an incredible performer and so charismatic. And so he'll be performing um, along with a drummer. And a lot of his stories are really tied into... Um, you know, his own experience as an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have Denzel Mendoza, who goes by Illegal Son, <laughs> who is an incredible jazz trombonist um, opening mm-hmm. for Joe Kai. And his work is really informed by being undocumented, which mm. I think is a really powerful stance to wow. take. And so what's, what's cool about this event and all of the summer series concerts are very sight inspired which i Mm. love Mm. um 
Joe and Denzel will really be connecting not only to the experience of immigration, but tying that into the natural surroundings mm -hmm. too, and the movement, um, the organic uh, changes mm -hmm. that happen there at Mount Tabor as, mm -hmm. uh, as reflective of the immigrant story, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah, really. Yeah. And then in September, you're at Lewis and Clark. Is that a tribute to Thomas Foboda? It is, and in fact, this is a really exciting concert. Did you ever know him? I did. Yeah. I, again, had yeah. the honor of performing his music oh, and working great. with him. That's so, great. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. I, I did, did a couple of stories on him. Mm -hmm. Did a TV story on him. Mm -hmm. Plus, he was in a story I did when, when uh, Third, Third Angle brought Steve Reich in. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I still to this day, I've never, I have never asked Ron uh, if Reich knew who, who Thomas Foboda was because he was just, just uh, playing keyboards, uh -huh. you know, playing piano. Uh -huh. One of several piano pianos, of course, in that in that music for eighteen. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and at one one you know they were taking a break, and 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 Steve Reich walks over to Svoboda to give him some notes. Mm. I think he was giving him notes anyway. Mm -hmm. It sounded it looked like he was giving him notes, but it'd be really funny if he didn't know who Thomas Svoboda was. Mm -hmm. But who can who knows? Yeah, you know, one of these days I'll talk to Ron, and it won't be about baseball. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so that concert on September 1st at Lewis and Clark College features the Palatine Piano Trio. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, this group is just made up of total musical luminaries. You oh. know, it's... Three uh, grand pianos on, on stage? No, 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 no. It's the... Oh. the <laughs> it's piano trio, so violin, cello, piano. Ah, gotcha. And it's gotcha. Uh, Inez Foglar-Belgique uh, mm -hmm. and Nancy Ives and Susan Smith. Mm -hmm. And they are releasing the their first album in a potential series uh, called Oregon Legacies. Uh -huh. um, and this album is particular to the music of Tomas. So uh -huh. it's, it's very exciting. What was it like for you to work with him? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I played a piece uh, called Forest Rhythms mm -hmm. uh, for flute, viola, and percussion. And it was lovely. You know, it was, it was a relatively recent performance, maybe in 2000. 18 mm -hmm. and um you know he had a listen and and said it sounded beautiful and you know wow. his eyes lit up hearing it oh, and boy. it was well, it was means really everything. special yeah. yeah that means everything yeah, it was really special yeah. yeah i got to shoot him while he was composing which mm. was wow you know incredible yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and his wife was so nice to us oh she's lovely she's yeah. wonderful yeah, yeah. Well, it was a great loss yeah yeah. Well, listen. Thank you very much for coming in. It's great news about the about this this uh, the the the, uh, the sound music the sound I got wrong again. <laughs> Soundstruck Northwest. Soundstruck and Northwest. if I may, I'd it's love right in front of yeah. me. Sorry. It's okay. Soundstruck Northwest. I'll I'll get it right one of these days. Great. And um, I would love to clarify that. Yeah. I. I am not a direct staff member of mm -hmm. Sounds Truck Northwest. Mm -hmm. I am uh, purely their PR representative mm -hmm. um, and an artist on their series. Uh, but I'm working with them through my own company, Aligned Artistry, mm -hmm. that provides creative strategy and public relations services to artists and arts organizations. And uh, working with this group of uh, phenomenal people mm -hmm. at, 
it, it has been such a privilege to see this grow and to be on the verge of a launch like this. I, you know, I, I haven't seen anything like this in a really long time. Oh, that's and great. Truly innovative thinking, truly high-end production value, mm -hmm. and a mission that is so community-based mm -hmm. and um, health and helpful. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really beautiful project. Well, great. I love your enthusiasm about it, and it's, it's very infectious. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. All righty. Well, listen, thank you very much for being here. And as we like to we close with this uh, one thing we do every time, which yeah. is to say, that's entertainment. <laughs>